Live, welcome out to another episode of the Ranger Experience. My name is Christian Ingram. I am your host, and joining me today is one of the most unique individuals I have ever met in this fandom or in the world, Mr. Jim Kelly. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It is an absolute pleasure to be on here. Thank you, Christian, for inviting me. Uh, I've always wanted to come on here. We, you know, I've talked about it a couple times before, but you know, when you get lazy and you social distance, but I mean, we good now and I'm finally here. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's about time because I've always wanted to interview you. You're one of the, like, like when I first started getting to the fandom, I always heard about Jim Kelly, but for those who don't know, who exactly is Jim Kelly? You're asking me? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, hi, everybody. Uh, obviously, my name is Jim Kelly. You have to say Jim Kelly. It's I didn't I didn't pick it. Everyone around me just says Jim Kelly, even my closest friends and family. But um, same thing with my dad. But um, I am a cosplayer, a huge Ranger fan. Uh, I've been in the tokusatsu community for a good long while since I was, you know, 15, 16 years old. Um, I'm also an actor and voice actor, um, uh, self-taught uh, stuntman and uh, martial artist, and I'm, uh, I'm just an all-around goofy, fun guy who just wants to uh, make people smile, as my hero, Kamen Rider Kuga, would say. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest to making people smile, because at Ranger Stop, anytime you were around somebody, they were smiling. <laughs> well, hey, that's... Uh, just doing what Godai Yusuke would do, you know? Yeah, exactly. But uh, what? how exactly did you get into cosplaying? Oh, wow. So when I first got into cosplaying, um, I joined the Facebook group, uh, Facebook Rangers. I had always wanted to uh, have a Ranger suit, like a legit one, and... You know, all I knew was that, oh, you know, there's no way to actually get one. You know, you have to work on the show in order to get it. But I remember I was watching, uh, uh, I, was, I found some YouTube videos. Shout out to Mr. PR Mayhem, if anybody's ever seen any of his videos. But uh, I found, you know, I was like, this guy's got legit Power Ranger suits. And he advertised Facebook Rangers. I joined Facebook Rangers and I got, you know, I started meeting all these people. And I met a bunch of people day one that lived near me. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. And... Um, my good friend, Ben, he, uh, invited me to walk in the Dragon Con parade, uh, with him and a bunch of other Rangers from Atlanta and I didn't have a Ranger suit. Uh, and so ultimately what I did was I was, all right, what's something that I could get quick? And, uh, I ended up buying a custom green Ninjetti costume off of eBay and, one thing led to another. Here we are. But yeah, it was it was an amazing experience. You know, it all it all started with Facebook. You know, social media and just some some British dude on YouTube wearing spandex. You know, and uh, it was here we are. I've uh, that Dragon Con parade. You know, the Dragon Con parade was a tradition for me for a while. Or um, every year I'd walk in the Dragon Con, Dragon Con parade and I would bring you know other Rangers in and I got uh, a lot of. Uh, I built up a lot of how I feel about cosplay thanks to the Georgia Rangers and there's not much of us left anymore, but, uh, they were all so kind and even allowed me to borrow some costumes before I started getting my own suits. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, that is how I started. 
and it was a wonderful creative outlet. I think I was, I was a junior in high school. Uh, so this was like 2013. Yeah, 2013 was my first convention. Yeah, Dragon Con. Dragon Con. Yeah, my first convention, my first cosplay. Wow. Yeah, oh, man, so much, that was, that was... so much crammed into that one little event. That, that was such a long time ago, and like since you started, like you've done a lot of cosplays. I mean, like, uh, I don't know which ones to pick because they're all so good. You've done Dante, you've done Common Riders, you've done Power Rangers. Um, your 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 big one that everybody knows you for, or that a lot of people I know know you for, is the Boken Silver or Operation Overdrive Mercury Ranger. Yeah, yeah, that's um, which I'm I'm very surprised that that's what. Because it used to be all the time it was people would know me for Kiva. Mm -hmm. And then in recent years, you know, I got, uh, I debuted Boken Silver at Power Morphicon uh, 2018. And ever since then, you know, I guess because nobody cosplays Bokenger, nobody cosplays Operation Overdrive. You know, Operation Overdrive is a lesser liked and and enjoyed season. So a lot of these characters don't get a lot of love. So, you know, especially, you know, are definitely having that costume it's a gnarly costume anyway i don't like it doesn't matter if you don't like the show the, sh- the costumes are cool mm-hmm. why don't why don't you want to why don't you want to dress up like these cool you know shining adventures you know it's rad but yeah i uh i had a lot of fun getting that group together uh with my good buddy ivan deca mexican and uh ollie mansfield uh space ranger 335 uh uh so yeah we've uh it was, it was a great great time and I'm I'm so happy whenever I wear it out and it gets such rad praise. I spent a lot of money on that costume too. So, <laughs> oh, I, I can imagine. Where, where'd you get it from, Aniki? Uh, no, actually, uh, the only piece of that costume that was uh, Aniki was uh, the boots. Oh. Um, the bodysuit was made by Rav Seams, and then the helmet was made by MMPR Props. The armor was made by uh act studio and yeah and uh, i bought a uh, i bought a used out of box no strap uh uh go-go changer and i attached that to the uh left uh pauldron mm-hmm. uh, not pauldron um the heck are those things called ah the wrist the cuffs cuff that's what it is the cuffs there we go Woo! sorry i'm all i'm all hopped up on bang energy drink not sponsored but <laughs> definitely not sponsored i ain't that big yet <laughs> one day hopefully. you and me one day oh man hopefully hopefully one day we get big like that but like you're you're already big like you're like one of the biggest power ranger cosplayers in the world crazy right <laughs> and it all started in 20 2013 at what dragon con yeah yeah oh and like I, I have a lot of really um, wild little stories where it's just like crazy coincidences, you know. Like that's that's what my life is. My life is full of crazy coincidences. I um, what made me want to go to Dragon Con in the first place was uh, my good friend Micah, who was originally one of the uh, well, he was one of the creators of Beatdown Boogie. I don't know if, they, if anybody out there has ever heard of Beatdown Boogie, but a massive uh, a cosplay music video group and. Um, I saw Dragon Con for the first time in a music video that they made for Dragon Con 2012. And I wanted to do that so bad. I was like, that's what I want to do. That's the area that I feel like I belong in. And then, you know, a couple years after my first uh, convention, 
uh, Dragon Con, I was, you know, I was like, wow, I'm good friends with Micah. I met this guy randomly one day and became pretty solid friends. And I remember I sat down and I told him that story. I was like, dude, like, it's surreal that you and I are sitting down eating dinner right now because my first convention was because of you. And I, it, it just, it clicked, you know? And so, you know, everything comes full circle, guys. It's, it's pretty wild. Like, I got a lot of stories about that. And we'll touch up on a couple other of them. Uh, later <laughs> yeah exactly that's crazy it's it, it's all crazy how things start from like one specific uh instance like were you were you into like all that stuff before seeing like the cosplay music video or like did, did you know about conventions before then i knew about conventions yeah uh primarily i knew about uh everybody knows about comic con i knew about mm -hmm. san diego comic con um and that was really the only one that i knew i knew that there were more of them around, but it, you know, I didn't know too much. I knew that Dragon Con was a thing. I always heard about because I live in Atlanta. Dragon Con is a huge mm. convention. So, um, and just living in Atlanta, you hear about it all the time. Uh, but I, I didn't know everything that went down until I saw that music video. I didn't see the life that is conventions. And it was, it was mind blowing. And I was like, I am going to go next year. I am going to go to Dragon Con. And then of course, you know, I had a had my good buddy Ben tell me we walk in the Dragon Con parade as Power Rangers, come join us. And yeah, it's it, it's it's kind of crazy how, you know, things that you want and desire so much in life or the path that you see yourself on, a lot of times the universe will just bring it to you and be like, "Here, here's your opportunity. Make something of it." I, I can agree with that. Like, it's when you're least expecting it, though, when you're not thinking about it, you're like, oh, shit, this this is what I've been wanting, and now now I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It, it gets really emotional, too, especially with, you know, a lot of... Especially a lot of events that have happened in my life and how I've had to... Uh, sorry, I was getting a uh, little notification on Skype. Sorry. Forgive me. Let's get back to it. But especially a lot of events that have happened in my life and, you know, unfortunate events and traumas and whatnot and how just something will arise that feels like either a consequence or a reward, depending on how you look at it. Most of the time, it's rewards. I have uh, uh, been, been pretty good on that. I'm on a pretty good winning streak when it comes to rewards. So it's a... Uh, Let's keep that there <laughs> in, a, in a high spot. But uh, like, let's let's talk about your, your convention experience, because it started with Dragon Con, but you went to like Anime Mad Surrey, Paramorphicon, Ranger Stop and Pop, Ranger Stop and many other conventions. I went to 15 conventions last year, man. <laughs> Yikes. That, I am. That's a lot of money. Woo. Yep. That's why I haven't. Uh, that's why I haven't got any. That's why until this year, you know, I haven't gotten a new costume in like two years. Because all of my money's been going towards travel, and uh, it's been very worth it. Though it's helped uh, helped grow my 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 connections and uh, my social medias and everything a lot more. I feel that. I mean, going to conventions is a great way to get yourself out there. Like I remember when the first time I saw you in person. Like you you see people online that you know all the time, but Ranger Stop is when I met a lot of people in person. And as soon as I saw you, I'm like. Oh, that's Jim. I'm like, I want to say hi, but I'm kind of nervous. And you were like, hey, I know you. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
I was like, dude, this is cool. Like seeing so many people that you know online, like just seeing them in person, makes it like, like everything worth it. Like, like it's it's it becomes real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, and you really get to know who is true and genuine, especially in these events, because I've really come to be the kind of person where if we've ever if we've ever interacted online, if we're friends on Facebook. Like, I want to hang out with you and talk to you in real life. You know, I want to, you know, make you feel, you know, the way that I wish that people would have made me feel when I was first starting out and, you know, when I didn't have popularity or, you know, a lot of friends, you know, where I wanted, I wanted so bad to be friends with these people and you really have to kind of work your way up there. But for me, I'm in a position where I feel like I just want to bring everybody around, like the people that are up top, the people that are just starting out. Like, let's all come together, you know, like, like, so when, when I saw you, uh, for the first time, I was like, Chris, I know you, you're the Power Rangers guy. And, uh, you know, especially cause we're both, we're both Red Raiders. Yeah. So, yeah. And, uh, shout out to my boy, Mr. Christopher Kamen Lee. Dude. May he rest in peace. I cut his head off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, not man. yet. Not yet. Did, did you see the new, uh, new, uh, bloodline of the bloodline. grid stuff he's doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting. Hyped. Yeah, and like uh, that's one of the things with um, with Power Rangers in space. And I was uh, talking to a friend at this past Ranger stop about it, where if there were going to be any new Rangers to show back up, like to be in show, like in the show, I would feel like Andros would be a perfect addition mm-hmm. because his return in uh, Forever Red was so cool and that was such an epic reveal and i was like i want to see chris come back as andros for that like like to do something again you know like here's my pitch all right the uh the new rangers i mean they could be q ranger or any other you know special ranger that you know comes to america at some point you know they're they're getting they're getting it handed to them they're broken and defeated and then all of a sudden you just hear hold it right there and you turn around and huh huh Huh? as you know power rangers goes with that uh, adr voice acting <laughs> and uh they look up and they see some cloaked dude pull off his cloak throw it down and then andros comes down on his astral glider ah yes it needs to happen Let, let's go let's go hasbro come on <laughs> i agree hasbro like his his reveal in forever red and then his reveal in what was it the lost galaxy team up to the 10th power that was epic. I, I love the cloak. Like he's just like, yeah, you're welcome. Like mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that that's another thing. Like uh, I, like, and this is really rare to find, especially with a lot of these Saban, like the early Saban era seasons, is that you can't find the music for it to own. Like MMPR was so big that they made their own albums and whatnot. But like, there is no uh. There's no uh, soundtrack available uh, or any or anything online for the background music for In Space, which that needs to change. Oh, it does. In Space had some of the best music, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, personally, I think that Lost Galaxy is a better season. It's just me. That's just on my list. Lost Galaxy is above In Space, but <laughs> uh, but In Space had amazing music. Lost Galaxy had amazing music too. But like, they're all you know. All in the same little niche, you know. 
no the, the the music i agree with because i've been trying to find the background music for in space for a while and like it's it's not it's not anywhere like i was listening to an album on um what was it soundcloud i didn't realize nemo had a, his own theme song like tommy and uh, uh the gold ranger did i was like what yeah i was like they never use this in the show yeah they and that's what's so interesting about power rangers at that point you know you know, as fans, we can talk all we want about how lazy Saban seemed to have gotten in the Neo-Saban era, but um, but in but in when, when Power Rangers was at its peak, you know, it was like like so much work went into it, and then, and and that's why I have a lot of respect for MMPR. Um, you know, regardless of, you know, if you're an MMPR fanboy and you think that's the only one that matters or if you hate MMPR because it's overdone, um, I have a lot of respect for MMPR because of the fact that I know how much work went into making that stock footage work, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, you know, all the all the music, especially the music in the later seasons, man, like so much work went into it, especially like you said, you know, uh, Zayn had his own theme song that wasn't really used, but, you know, but they made one. Yeah, they made it. It was just like, okay, but like, where was it? Like, the Magna Defender had his own song, and that that was fire. Like, even though it had no words, like, that's iconic to this day. Yeah, and there's and there's not even a version. There's not even an original version of that that you can download either. Like Lost Galaxy, another one where you know, they don't have the music for that out. There is a YouTuber. I can't remember his name, but he has a like his own orchestral version that he made mm-hmm. um, of the Magna Defender theme song, and it's. It is solid. Yeah, that's. I love to see people recreate the music. Like, I had to message my friend Trey. I'm like, hey, can you do this music for me? I had him do, like, the in space theme in, like, a rock version, like, a really. Because I needed it for, like, a video. And he was like, yeah, I got you. So I keep messaging. I'm like, hey, can you do this? Can you do this? He's like, boy, I'm busy. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's. It would be nice to have the original versions, but it's nice that there's people that can create, you know, create versions of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's that's where, you know, uh, the people with uh, the fans, you know, the dedicated fans are with that talent to be able to create that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, Which so- I... Oh, no, I was, I was going to say that I feel like a lot of other, uh, you know, we've got the fans that are making their own fan films and whatnot. I feel like, you know, it would be, you know, there's a very small niche of people, and I feel like you know it should be expanded upon of the people that make their own that make their fan music, you know, and make it available to uh, more fans. Which you know, if, if anybody's out there that makes music and they love Power Rangers, you know, start that up. Please do so I can use it in a video. I'll credit you. I just I need it. But uh, speaking of the fans, Power Rangers fans are some of the most dedicated, like some of the most dedicated fan base, like. Like the like you said, the fan films and like the YouTubers, like and the cosplayers, like I don't think I've seen an, another like fa- fandom this like dedicated. Yeah, you know, there's a. I'm not I'm I'm not about to start the fandom wars on who's better and who's more dedicated, but uh, but definitely Power Rangers is a very passionate subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, it's pretty wild, and also Tokusatsu in general, especially you know for the uh, U.S. fans. I've uh, I've definitely seen um, you know with it being having such a dedicated fan base, it's definitely either amazing or it's terrible. 
But that's how every fandom is. You've got the fans that are the, oh, we only like this. And oh, if you don't have the same opinion as me, I'm going to come after you and cause you bodily harm. And then we on, over on this side, we got, I love everybody. I love everything. It's not for me. But if you like it, that's all that matters. As they said in the superhero Tyson movie, we are brothers. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can definitely agree with that. But it seemed like Ranger Stop, at least from my perspective, it was mostly cool people that were there. I didn't see any like toxic people. I mean, I got to hang out the with toxic you. people only exist on the Internet, man. True. They, <laughs> they won't say anything to your face. Mm hmm. Like, like that you have all the trolls that come in, like, the comment section, and they, they ain't gonna say nothing in person, but, like, we got to hang out at Ranger Stop, like, at the bar, and then, I, what were we doing, like, like sorting Power Ranger cards or whatever? Yeah, hold on, I've got, I got a couple of them over here, let's see. Yeah, we were, uh, uh, I don't remember who it was, but, uh, I think it was your, it was, it was your partner, uh, got some, uh, got a box of, uh, was, was just given a box of these, yeah, these yeah. uh, like, this lady ours. just handed us a box of cards, and she was like, here. I was like, okay. I don't know what we're going to yeah, do so, with them. You know, we went through them, and we just picked out our favorites, you know? And, uh, yeah. I, I, I love these cards, man. I still still got them. They're right here on my desk. See, I, I, I don't even have any anymore. I think he took the rest of them, and I'm like, dang it, Sean. <laughs> like, I <laughs> wanted it, some. Sean. Come, come on, man. But, uh, no, like, it, it was really fun. Like, I don't remember much because I was pretty drunk by that point, but that's <gasps> the story of my life. <laughs> Rangers don't do drugs. <laughs> Rangers don't drink, JK. You should have seen the bar after after uh, the, the, the dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who was, oh, I think Walter was throwing him back. He was just like, shots. I'm like, okay. But, Yo, like, the Rangers party hard especially the especially the ones from new zealand the mystic force God. cast the mystic force cast partied harder than i've ever seen rangers party before and i hang out with a lot of rangers yeah Ugh. man they, and, like, I, and, and they were and they were still up in the morning to make it to their panels and be at their table <laughs> that's good on them because i couldn't have done it i know faraz he he partied super hard like he was the one who partied the hardest i was like dude yeah, I went wild. to bed. I went to bed at midnight last night, and it took me. You know, it took a lot out of me to make myself get up at ten o'clock today. So, <laughs> and I don't drink. I'm just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Dang. I mean, yeah, I don't see how he did it because he he had a like Mystic Force panel like at like nine or ten the next day, and he was up to like three or four. Yeah, I I will say you know, last uh at least for me uh, this last Ranger stop in Orlando, um. It was a little bit underwhelming for me personally, just because it wasn't as gnarly of an experience as uh, 2018. But it was still such a fun time, and you know, and I, I got to make a lot of really good memories. You know, some every Ranger Stop has amazing memories for me. It's it's wild. Ranger Stop is the one convention that nothing bad ever happens at. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anything bad happened that weekend. Yeah. Nope. Nope. It was. It was good. It was good all around. But, like, you went to Ranger Stop. How was How was PMC compared to Ranger Stop? Like, as far as like, like the people and like how big it is. Like, what, like which one did you prefer? That is a tough question because Power Morphicon is, you know, it is the Power Rangers convention. Mm -hmm. 
And that's not just saying it's the only one that matters. It's the Power Rangers convention. They announce the cast of the new season every year there. They walk out on stage. Power Rangers is involved as a brand. But um, it's... It's, it's wild, like, because at Power Morphicon, you meet the international fans uh, much more than you would at Ranger Stop. Um, I've had a few people from, you know, various parts of the world come to Ranger Stop before, but primarily, you know, Power Morphicon is the one that truly, that most people would say is truly worth it and truly matters for the international travel. Mm-hmm. Um, Power Morphicon is great for the people. That, that, that's, that's the proper way to put it. Power Morphicon is great for the people. Ranger Stop, while also great for the people, it is better for the actors. Like uh, as a fan, it's better to meet the actors because it is so much smaller and it's more the way that I put it is intimate. Mm -hmm. You know, you are you're around these actors all the time. You know, you're not going to you know, you're not going to after hours, you know, you're going to have to go to the main hotel bar to find them or you have to possibly see them walk into their hotel room know it uh, ranger stop they're out there and they're mingling and they're involved with so much and the fans and it's uh it's awesome i mean there's not a lot of uh conventions where the actors that are there are wanting to party with fans yeah, and are, are wanting like to interact with fans after hours you know it's uh it's pretty surreal. Ranger Stop has a lot of great guests, and the people that run Ranger Stop are amazing. From you know Mikey who runs it to you know security and vendors and volunteers. They have the same volunteers every year that are all local people, and yeah, it's 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 a wonderful, wonderful environment. So I say, um, Power Morphicon is definitely worth it to go to at least once. You know, if you and I mean even every two years, you know, if you can make it, you know, definitely do that. But Ranger Stop is one that I have to go to every year for sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'll be going to Ranger Stop this year. Will we be going to uh, PMC in 2021 since they moved it from a? Uh... Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I uh, if I can if I can help it, I'm not going to miss Power Morphicon. But um, that's just because you know Power Rangers means so much to me. You know, I'll I'll have to make that trip for sure. Got to make the pilgrimage to what? What is it, Anaheim? Yeah. Well. Um, it's back in Pasadena. Pasadena. They they brought, they brought it back to Pasadena because it started off in started out in Los Angeles. Then they moved it to Pasadena, and it was at Pasadena for the longest time. Last year was the first year in Anaheim. Did not go so well at the new convention center. So they're like, "All right, we're going back to Pasadena," <laughs> which you know Anaheim was fun. It was great. I really liked that location. But yeah, there was a lot of problems with the venue, and um, the Pasadena is a lot more chill. Yeah, I had a lot of issues with some of the people that worked there when I went to PMC 2018. I'll tell you about it later once we're off air. I don't want to, you know, stir anything up. But, um, so, like, you went to Ranger Stop, like we said, in PMC, and you went to all these other conventions, but what's your, like, favorite convention you've ever been to if you had to narrow it down to one? Anime Weekend Atlanta. Uh, that is definitely... That is such a wonderful convention, not just for, um, I mean, like I have a lot of memories, you know, that was my first, um, I would say that even though Dragon Con was my first convention that I went to, I was only there for a day, mm-hmm. but my first, you know, weekend convention was anime weekend Atlanta. And I have a lot of great memories there, but I don't just chalk it up to the great memories. It's just, you know, just the environment and the people that are there. I, 
and the the venue itself is just so rad to me you know uh it's uh but definitely you know the people you know to me the people make the convention you know and i've uh i've gone to conventions that i've never gone to gone to before and while i didn't care for the convention i have absolutely amazing memories and you know my experience was amazing because of the people that i met there you know um like I'll say, uh, for example, Space City Comic Con. I went to that, I think it was 2015. It was either 2014 or 2015. I want to say 2015 because um, I was already graduated at the time. But uh, that was in Houston, Texas. Uh, I'd never been to Texas before. I went to that convention. I had an amazing time. And I you know, met so many awesome people. And that's where me and my good friend, uh, Real T Dragon, if anybody follows him on YouTube, um, that's where he and I met. And for a couple of years, we used to always work together on stuff. He moved to Atlanta from Texas and we used to make uh, stuff for his YouTube channel all the time. And uh, there's a great, uh, great partnership that was made there. So yeah, epic memories for these terrible conventions um, that were, uh, and I'm not going to say that Space City is terrible and it will always be terrible, but that year had a lot of issues, you know, with the con itself. But, um, but the people, the people make it all the time. Yeah, it, it's never like the convention that makes the memories. It's always the people, the people that you meet, the people that you get to hang out with, the people that you get to party with. Mm-hmm. Those, the dude, those, those, those con parties are crazy. I'm, I'm sure you Yo, have some some experience with that. I have a uh, very interesting con party um, memory. This was my first time going to Ranger Stop. I think this was 2016. I want to say. And um, it was like 2015 or 2016. Um, and I was a, I think it was Ranger Top 3. I have a flyer in this pile of litter that's next to me that you guys can't see because it's pushed out of from behind me. But um, I was a guest at Ranger Stop that year. Uh, they, they, were, they were experimenting with having cosplay guests. So I was one of the cosplay guests. And it was, uh, we went to this room party with me and my friends and I walked in, and the first thing that I see, you know, when I walk in, I look over to the corner, and I see a crowd of people around somebody, and just sitting there is, you know, I, I thought to myself, I was like, or I asked my friend, I was like, is that Ruben Langdon? <laughs> uh, Ruben Langdon, for those that don't know, is uh, he's the voice actor and motion capture for Dante from Devil May Cry. Um, he is also... Um, he was B-Fighter Yanma on uh, B-Fighter Kabuto. Uh, you guys know the American version is Beetleborg's Metallics, so he was in the Japanese version. And this is a white American dude who played a Japanese tokusatsu hero. It's epic. Um, yeah, and he's also done some stuff for Power Rangers in the past and whatnot. And he's a he's a huge uh, stuntman in the in the industry right now. Like uh, one thing that a lot of people don't know is actually in Avatar, you know, the blue people, mm-hmm. uh, James Cameron's Avatar. He was the motion capture for Jake Sully. And they used, um, I can't remember the actor's name, but they used his face over, you know, his motion capture. I did not know that. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's up there, you know, he he does a lot of crazy stuff. And, um, but anyway, so I look over, I see him, he's just chilling in this room party. He's just, you know, sitting back, got his legs crossed and just having a conversation with these people. He had a vegan dinner that he was just eating, you know? (laughs) And I was like, he's just chilling in here. And, uh, and then he stops and he looks over at me and I was wearing a, uh, I was wearing a space sheriff Gavon shirt and he was like, is that Gavon? And I was like, 
yeah, man, I'm, I'm a huge tokusatsu fan. And he's like, nice. And so like, you can see that he wanted to kind of talk about that because he's a tokusatsu fan. You know, that's one thing that he's always been vocal about is he loves tokusatsu. Um, and he, you know, got brought back or drugged back into talking to the people around him and whatnot. And, you know, I've always been the kind of person where, um, or at least back then, I never really liked to approach people. I always wanted people to approach me first. Um, so I just went away. I was like, all right, I'm just going to go about my business. I'm going to let him do his thing. And, uh, you know, I was sitting back in a corner by myself on my phone for a minute. And then I just see out of the corner of my eye while I'm looking at my phone, this chair pulls up and Ruben Langdon pl- plops down right there. He's like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Ruben. I was like, hey, I'm Jim. We shook hands. He's like, yeah. And he just goes, so how long have you been a fan of tokusatsu? And in my head, I was like, yes, <laughs> this a tokusatsu actor is asking me about tokusatsu and crossed his legs and leans in to listen to my stories. So, you know, I told him my history of, you know, me being a tokusatsu fan and what brought me into it and, you know, my dreams of being an actor and, you know, my martial arts background. We had an epic conversation. I still talk to him every now and then to this day. Like, we connect on Facebook. Um, We were supposed to meet up at Momocon last year because he was a guest, but Homeboy got sick, or at least that's what he told me. (laughs) But but, but no, like, we, we keep in touch every now and then. It's... You know, he's really down to earth and really cool. You know, that's uh, one of my personal favorite um, con uh, party memories. You know, there's con party memories of, you know, an actor, you know, being too rough and rowdy or, you know, uh, some, you know, actor that not a lot of people really like showing up and him just, you know, being uh, just being cringy or, you know, definitely uh, fans showing up uninvited and being cringy. But no, it's the... It's the memories like that, like especially with Ranger Stop, where it's like these actors are so genuine. It's such a genuine convention. Everyone there, you know, that's involved with the convention, it's awesome. Just awesome. And, you know, a, a dream came true that day. And it was that day that I was like, I'm going to cosplay Dante. And so I spent over $1,000 on a gnarly, you know, full leather Dante costume that I, uh, I wear I wear the hell out of that costume, and it's uh, it's what it's one of my favorite costumes that I've ever done, and I've done a lot of costumes. <laughs> it, and it's it is one hell of a costume, and like like Dante obviously is not an easy cosplay, but like what, what's your what's your favorite cosplay you've ever done if you had to pick one? Common Rider Kuga, for sure. Um. I have a lot more memories with it would be a it's a kind of a tie between Kiva and Kuga, mm-hmm. but Kuga for me is uh, is my favorite that I've ever done because of the fact that Kuga is my favorite hero, you know, out of all media, and I really have kind of based my life and my way of living around Godai Yusuke, um, and so. I have pictures of this, you know, I'll, I'll share, you know, with you after the show, mm-hmm. but I have, uh, I have pictures of me opening up the costume and I pulled the helmet out and I just started crying just because it was, he was, he was right here and I was about to become Kuga. And every time I wear that costume, it gets, it gets amazing reactions because Kuga is such a well-loved writer. Mm-hmm. You know, people will freak out over Kiva because it's just a really cool costume, but a lot of people don't really like Kiva that much. 
um, like as at like the show itself. But um, I don't care what you say. Kiva's awesome, and you should all definitely buy one of these prints of me as Kiva. Uh, Christian's got one that I still need to ship to him. But you know, uh, they're epic. This was actually taken in Japan. More on that later. But um, <laughs> but yeah, Ed, Kuga gets Kuga gets some amazing um, reactions and. Kuga has a lot of the most genuine fans mm-hmm. because Kuga is such a genuine character. And I, for sure, when I wear that costume, it definitely motivates me to make, you know, if Gorayusuke was a real person, you know, to make him proud that I'm wearing his armor. So definitely my favorite costume that I've ever done. You just want him to like, you just want to look up in the sky and see him smiling down on you with a thumbs up. You're going to make me cry. That's amazing. <laughs> Someone needs to edit that picture. You just looking up at the clouds and him just. Hey, Photoshop wizards out there. Hit me up. Let's make it happen. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine you like signing that print? Like <laughs> that would be great. But like you, like you said, you, you, you took that, uh, that picture of your print in Japan. Mm-hmm. How, how did that trip come about? Cause Japan is not obviously not close to here. It's on the other yeah. side of the world. Yeah, so um, we are going to get serious for a second, everybody. Um, t- 2018 was a very rough year for me. I um, and you know it's you know no not gonna not gonna drop drama or anything, but I uh, I was in an abusive relationship and it took a massive toll on me. Um, it you know, that relationship came to an end in November of 2018. And, you know, even though I was free from this person who was causing me so much pain, you know, I was still so in love with this person. And, you know, even to this day, I still have love for them. And it was such a hard thing to get through. And I'm still, I'm still struggling with it. But what ultimately ended up happening was I, th- I thought to myself, I said that I've been dealing with so much, you know, I've, I've been being tortured for so long that I need to do something for me. And I was like, I, I'm going to go to Japan like that. I thought that in my head, cause I'd, I'd found, I've been watching YouTube videos. Like they had popped up. Uh, if anybody has ever seen abroad in Japan, I was, uh, I saw a couple of those videos pop up on my um, feed on YouTube and my recommended. And I was like, I, this is, you know, it's a, it's a sign, you know, it's, t- I need to go to Japan. So I started planning, you know, I, st- I started like right after I got out of that relationship and, uh, April of 2019, I had my flights booked and I had saved up $2,000 for me to, uh, for me to, you know, have while I was over there. And I took that flight and it was such a amazing experience because like I, I took it because for a couple of different reasons, number one, cause like I said, you know, I felt like I needed, um, I felt like I needed to have something to look forward to. I needed to have something to look forward to. And at the same time I had developed so much anxiety issues that I felt that this is the perfect push for me to, you know, like I'm going to be in a country where I don't speak, I don't speak or read their language. I'm going to have to learn to talk to people. I'm going to have to learn to, you know, uh, 
I'm going to have to learn how to use their, their train system and their public transportation and all that. And so it was, a uh, it was, it was an, it was a number of things. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was very much so something that I needed to do. And I learned a lot of great lessons while I was over there. Um, and of course I had the plan. Um, you know, I, I had a plan with a friend of mine, uh, who is uh, named Keiichi and, uh, we met online. He's a, he's an actor in Japan and he is a huge common writer fan. Kuga is his favorite common writer. So we had talked about me bringing my, uh, at the time I only had two Ranger suits, uh, Kuga and Kiva. Um, and I, did I say Ranger? I meant writer, but, um, anyway, uh, I brought both of those costumes with me because he told me that if I brought those costumes, he would have a photographer to do photos of us. And so that was what we did. Um, A lot of other stuff ended up happening before this, but that was the first plan that was set up. Um, That was the only plan that I had while I was there. I just wanted to go and experience Japan, but that was the only plan that I had. And yeah, we, we did, uh, I let him wear Kuga because Kuga was his favorite and I wore Kiva and I, and we shot on a beach in Odaiba, which was right behind, um, I can't remember the name of the mall, but it's the mall that has the big giant Gundam unicorn statue. Oh, so man. we were on the beach right behind that. And we got some amazing photos. And then uh, my buddy Jeffrey Reyes, uh, he photoshopped this image where I was on top of this rock. And you know it's the ocean and the skyline behind me. But he edited this picture of me doing the kick, put the moon back there, put Kivat up there. And it was, you know... So I'm, I'm selling these because these are too awesome. And I, you know, I'm going to put one up myself in my background just because it's just such a gnarly art piece, you know, mm-hmm. like it is, you know, that that's a uh, one of my favorite pictures ever. You know, thanks to Jeffrey for improving on an already epic picture. Oh, yeah, it's 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 definitely an epic picture. So if you want one, hit Jim up all his social medias right below him. So. No, that, that that's really cool. But that's where you got the um, Ryu Soul Changers from Japan, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, when I was, uh, yeah, uh, I ended up linking up with uh, you know someone that I had never met or really talked to much before. But like a week before I was going to Japan, I was put in contact with uh, um, with uh, Jimmy Bueno, who is uh, for those that know, he's the guy that runs uh, Garage uh, Garage Hero. They're a indie tokusatsu production company in tokyo and uh we were and we were talking about stuff and he's like hey you know if you ever if you're ever in japan you know hit me up and i was like funny story i'm gonna be in i'm gonna be in tokyo next week and uh so he was pretty much my guide you know he helped me out a lot and uh we he, he took me to see the g rosso show for uh Rhea soldier and like when I was there, that is when I fell in love with Rhea Soul Red, where like I felt like that is who I want to be Rhea Soul Red. And yeah, the, the show was epic. And after the show, or actually before the show, I went into the store and I bought myself a Rhea Soul Changer. They were cheap, you know? And uh, I was like, heck yeah. I'm, this is, you know, it was, it was uh, 4,000 yen. So it was like, you know, just under 40 bucks. And you know, I was like, I don't, have, I don't have to pay for shipping or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm buying this. And uh, actually, it might have been cheaper than that. It might have been uh, 3,500 yen, so like under 35 bucks. But um, the but yeah, and so I have pictures of me waiting outside the show with my Rhea Soul Changer on. And 
I've got pictures of me meeting the Rhea soldiers and yeah, it was a, uh, it was epic. It was such a fun experience. That show was so cool. And this is really funny. I have, uh, I have, uh, videos on my social medias, uh, primarily my Instagram and my Facebook of me, <laughs> me meeting the Rhea soldiers. Like I have a handshake meet, uh, cause like they have a thing at first where they'll come out and they'll say hi to some people in the lobby, but there is a thing that they do after the show where you can pay 500 yen, uh, which is less than five bucks, uh, to go up on stage after the show and shake hands with the Rhea soldiers and meet them. And there's a video of me. <laughs> I was, I was, tw I was 22. I was like, you know, this grown 22 year old boy, this man, this white American who is, uh, on stage with a bunch of five-year-old children shaking hands and being the happiest one up there meeting these rangers. So it was, uh, it's really funny to watch, but it's also super wholesome. And like, it was, you know, none of my troubles existed while I was in Japan. It was such an epic experience. And then things only got better from there. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with being the happiest person on the stage. <laughs> I mean, like one team, one Super Sentai team I'd love to meet is the Gokaijers. Like they were... Oh, incredible so like i'd be i'd be in the same situation if it was for go kaijers but yeah. like how, oh, how two, like oh sorry no, go I, I, I was gonna say that two of my favorite teams um of recent years even though they've been on the air for quite a while but i in more recent years uh definitely go kaiger and cure are two amazing teams mm -hmm. that i would love to i would love to meet any of the actors from those seasons oh most definitely. I, I just recently started watching Gokaiger, and, like, it makes me hate Super Megaforce that much more. <laughs> like, I'm be honest with you. It's like, wow, y'all did this man dirty. Truth. But, like, what was there any difficulties in Japan? Like, was there cultural differences? Like, were you like, all right, I don't understand anything? Or did you, like, know some of the stuff when you got there? Yeah, I knew, I knew some of the stuff. But it's not that difficult, uh, especially in Tokyo, because Tokyo is such a you know, it's such a tourist-filled area. So English is second language. So, you know, almost everybody there speaks English in Tokyo. Um, the uh, There's a lot of English on signs and whatnot. Um, a lot of times you really didn't need uh, words on the menus most of the time. Everything's pretty self-explanatory. Um, but it was... Uh, it, it was quite an adjustment. The uh, like like the public transportation. You know, I don't I don't use public transportation, but you know when I was there and you know getting on the train and you know that's the norm and it's so clean and you know and it's actually pretty fun. You know they got you know these cool music tones that play. You know oh, it was so cool. But yeah, the um I don't really have a lot of issues. The only if any any language barriers you know were easily maneuvered around with uh just is body language, you know, uh, especially, you know, J Japanese people are really good with being physical, you know, and uh, so it was pretty, um, yeah, it was, I got there and a lot of my anxieties were gone um, because it was just so easy to kind of get used to. And also they like, they like Americans anyway. Um, they, uh, uh, Japan is one of the countries where they love to incorporate other cultures into their own. So, you know, a lot of people make fun of uh, a lot of people make fun of uh, American anime fans being weeaboos and uh, trying to act like they're Japanese. But Japanese people, most of the time, they're like, "Nice, 
because that's what they, you know, because because they, they think it's cool that people like their culture because they, it's their culture. It's the norm for them, you know. Yeah. No, I I agree. I mean, like you you see people over here and you see them running like Naruto. Most people gonna go, what the hell is wrong with this person? Well, like I like I did in my TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I I had I had people staring at me. This one this one girl go, she you okay, baby? I live I live in a very uh, not okay neighborhood. So, but you just recently reached 10K followers on TikTok. I did, yeah, which uh, it took me long enough. Um, You know, it only took, you know, a couple of months, but I'm impatient and I want more and I am not satisfied, but, you know, got to be patient. I've learned that. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm pretty grateful because 10K, I, uh, it took me six years to reach 3,000 followers on Instagram mm-hmm. and it only took me six months to get 10,000 on TikTok. That's a, it's pretty, it's pretty big. You know, I'm, I, I really appreciate it. And I get a lot of love on TikTok for sure. Oh yeah. Cause you, your, your videos are super entertaining. Like especially your new Loki cosplay. Oh, thank you. you. Like you have a I get lot to of use fun my, with that. I get to use my real hair. <laughs> Oh, that must be fun. You don't have to put like a wig on or anything. You're just like, all right, I'm good. You got to put on the suit. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I'm, I was never really a big fan of Loki. Uh, I like Loki in the movies, but I'm not a big fan of him from the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'm a, I relate way more to Thor or Captain America than I do Loki just as a personality. But looks wise, everyone kept telling me after I cut and dyed my hair black. Everyone told me that I looked like Loki. Everyone told me I looked like Loki. And I had just gotten back from Japan, so I had a. Uh, uh, I'll go back and talk about some other amazing stuff that happened in Japan. You know, if, if we have time. Of course. Uh, but the, uh, but the, you know, everyone kept telling me that I looked like Loki, and you know, I let it go on for a year until I was like, all right, you know what, fine, fine, I'll I'll get the Loki costume. I was kind of excited to anyway because I feel like everyone says I look like Loki, so a lot of people get a lot of enjoyment out of this. But I have a funny story. Um, I was at Momocon last year, and um, <laughs> the uh, I had a really hilarious experience because again, everyone kept telling me I look like Loki. But I was wearing a uh, I had I had my little lightning bolt earring in, and I had a, a, sh- a dress shirt on. It was like a Hawaiian shirt, but it had Yoshi's on it, so it was green. And I had this dude run up to me. And he was drunk, and he was like, "Yo, vacation Loki, <laughs> can I get a picture?" And I just went, <sighs> and just, you know, and so he took a picture of me, and so I was vacation Loki that day. Um, yeah, it was it was so funny, oh. and I actually uh, I actually ended up uh, uh, the following weekend. I went to Colossal Con up in Ohio. Uh, which is another gnarly convention. It's a water park resort convention. What? It's epic. So um, I ended up convincing pretty much an entire convention that I was the actor playing young Loki in the Disney Plus TV series. (laughs) I'm dead. That's awesome. Yeah, because it started, again, at Momocon. You know, a friend of mine posted a picture. It was a selfie with me. And uh, this girl comment, this girl commented saying, "Why does he look like Loki?" And I was like, "Tell her that. Tell her because I am Loki." He's like, "Cause he is Loki." He's like, "Oh, haha, that's funny." And he's like, "No, I'm serious. 
he he is Loki. And then, then that's when I came up with it. I was like, tell them, you know, the new Disney Plus series that I'm the actor playing young Loki. And so it started there and I just kept it going. You know, I went to everyone that told me I looked like Loki at Colossal Con because no one really knew me at Colossal Con. I, mean, I had a few people that recognized me from online, but in general, I didn't have I don't have any friends up there except for the people that I went there with. So I could just I could put my acting chops to the test and just lie to these people. And it was it was great. Ultimately, at the end of the at the end, I told everybody, you know, I was like, I'm I'm a, I'm lying, but um, but yeah, it was hilarious because like anytime I went to a room party, the room parties there were insane, by the way. But every time I went in, they're like, dude, that's him, that's the guy, he's playing young Loki in the Disney Plus series. No way, really? And yeah, it was uh, like, come drink with us. It was it was epic. It was so much fun. Did, did uh, you get any free drinks out of it? People buying you shots? Oh, for sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, but, the, but, the, but then at the end of it, I was like, you know, at the end of the weekend, you know, I was like, guys, I have a, I have a confession to make. I'm a, I'm not really playing young Loki. I'm like what? Oh my God. It's like, you had, you, are you, are you serious? We were so excited for you. And I was like, yeah, well, you guys still love me. And I, I still have a lot of good friends, you know, that I've made at that convention that, you know, they still like, I'm still mad at you for lying to us. And I was like, well, now you're stuck with me. <laughs> Oh man, dude, that that's that's an amazing con story. That's like one of the best con stories I've ever heard. <laughs> like, imagine if now you really get casted as young Loki in the Disney Plus series. You know, even though I they, they probably make me sign an NDA, you know, I could talk and nobody would believe me because I already made the story up. <laughs> exactly. They'd be like, "Wait, you were telling the truth? No, I was lying to begin with, but then it really <laughs> happened." So. Uh, man and then and then that could be another lie where it's like yeah i've known this whole time but then they made me sign an nda <laughs> so i had to tell you i was lying <laughs> oh gosh dude that that would that would be great people would be so mad they'd be like so confused at the same time like, so are you or are you not like you're on tv but you said you weren't i, I don't know <laughs> ain't i a stinker Oh man, dude, that that's that's amazing. That that sounds like a fun fun con story. But uh, let, let's get into into some advice for cosplayers because obviously you've been doing it for a long time now. But what what's some advice you can give to cosplayers starting out? Just have fun. That's that, that's generic, you know. Everybody says that, but that's the truth. You know, when I first started, I wasn't as you know I wasn't very anal about my about my my costumes or you know the conventions that I go to it was I just wanted to have fun I I didn't care about uh, I didn't care about crazy mashups I didn't care about you know, any of that stuff I was just having fun like I remember there was a time when I was a uh, I was in a Maji red suit that my buddy AJ let me borrow he let me borrow that Maji red suit mystic force red for a long time um, that was actually the first uh, Ranger suit that I ever wore um, but uh, I remember I was walking around in that in that costume with a Green Ranger dragon shield on, just because my friend, my other friend, had it in his room and he had a Green Ranger costume. And I was like, "Hey, put this on." And I put it on. And I was like, "I'm gonna walk around the con like this." And so you know, I just just have fun. You know, I honestly really now like nowadays I probably wouldn't do that just because I'm just because when I because because I don't I don't really like to goof around too much in my suits uh, because when I'm in my costumes I feel like you know I'm being the ranger. Even though I still do the JDF helmet over my crotch move a lot, but <laughs> yeah, but like uh, I'm I'm like nowadays I'm very much into accuracy and I 
And if, and if I wear a costume, I want it to be, you know, the top quality, the, you know, the best that I can get it. But, but when you start out, guys, just have fun. I didn't start out with aspirations of, you know, being big in the cosplay community. I started just because I was, I just wanted to have fun. And it was a creative outlet. You know, I've always wanted to be an actor. That is my goal is I want to be an actor. I am an actor, but like I want to be, I want to be regularly working. I want to be in some big productions that, you know, that, you know, people will know me from, but, you know, and, uh, you know, that, that's what it started as, you know, I just, it was just a creative outlet and I had so much fun and I still have fun with it. That's why it's my hobby. You know, it's still, I'm, I'm trying to incorporate cosplay into making a career out of it with, um, just entertainment in general. Like I want to be a content creator and work on some of my own stuff and, you know, cosplay definitely a part of it. Um, because it's such a big part of my life. Um, but just have fun. And when you're getting big costumes together, if you're commissioning, it doesn't matter whether or not you make it or commission it. That's a big argument and debate in the cosplay community is whether or not you made it or you commissioned it. I've, I've definitely, you know, especially as I started to rise up in numbers, I've had, you know, you guys, you will all get a lot of jealousy. You will all get a lot of hate. It's part of putting yourself out there. Um, but I had some, I had somebody who was so jealous that I was becoming a more well-known cosplayer than they were. And I didn't make my stuff, you know, and this person did make their stuff and, you know, they had me blocked so I couldn't see anything they were saying, but it was just a lot of messages about how, you know, to everybody about how I'm not a real cosplayer. People need to stop following me and they need to go follow him. It's don't be toxic. That's another advice. Don't be toxic. We're all nerds. Me and this person, we wear spandex and flaunt around in crowds of people. We have no shame. <laughs> Don't be toxic. Um, but yeah, it's um, just have fun. It doesn't matter if you make it or you commission it. Almost all of my stuff is commissioned. And because for me, I'm, I do it for the performance aspect. You know, that's what I pride myself on. A lot of people um, will tell me that their favorite part of, you know, my cosplays is the fact that I study the mannerisms of my characters and I really, you know, I'm, I'm a suit actor pretty much where like I become the character and I bring the character to life. That's what a lot of people like about my stuff. And that's what I strive to do. I strive to make people happy with what I do, but you know, but it's, it's all about you. It's all about you being happy and you having fun. I don't know how many more times I can say, uh, just have fun. If only you're having fun, somebody could probably make a drinking game out of this and uh, they will be on the floor under the desk in, you know, five minutes. But that's, uh, that's pretty much all the advice I can really give. Don't be toxic. Just have fun. Love your fellow cosplayers. Kill them with kindness. I can agree with that. I mean, that, that this community needs to be there, – there's some. There's a lot of people that are cool, but some people you're just like, all right, chill out. We're, we're all nerds. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, there's no jealousy. Like, I see – I see people like YouTubers or TikTokers are jealous of other people. And it's like, I know you've never been jealous of someone like that. And I don't think I ever have. So just chill out. People are chill. Like if, yeah, you, and, if and, and one thing that I can, I can understand the jealousy aspect, but you got to have some logic because I, I'm, I'm definitely no stranger to jealousy, but I don't let that, be a reason to hate or dislike somebody mm -hmm. if you're jealous of them. I I definitely still have jealousy over people, but it's not like a like heated jealousy. It's more of like 
how? How do they have that and I don't? How can I get to that point? And, you know, it's a, which I think that's a healthy way to go about it, mm-hmm. is be logical about it. There are people that just have this blind rage that they hate that you're succeeding and they want to see you fail and it makes no sense, like, logically. And, uh, you know, I mean, but, but, that's, but that's how people are. You know, no matter where you're at, there's going to be people like that. If you're a content creator, if you're just at your nine to five job, you know, it's, there's going to be somebody like that. There's always going to be people like that. So I guess it's just life lessons. And especially being a creator, uh, I think that might help you learn a lot of lessons a lot faster in life because you learn how to take criticism. You learn how to handle toxic or jealous people. Um, at least I hope you would. I've definitely, it's been a tough thing for me, especially recently, you know, as you know, my numbers keep, keep growing, but, um, but, mo- but most of the time I definitely see a lot of people and especially like you and, uh, pretty much everybody that was on that, uh, that, uh, panel with you the other oh, day yeah. is like, they're all, all wonderful down to earth people. I'm friends with almost everybody that was on that and they're all wonderful people and, not not toxic they're the kind of people that i feel like the whole that the community should strive to be more like you know yeah the people the people that you would drink with yeah yeah you uh you, you can drink with them and either if you have too much or they have too much you know you know you're gonna take care of each other mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> but uh yeah i mean that, that's a healthy way to look at jealousy i mean i know that's how i try to look at it but uh you like like we said, you're a huge cosplayer. But what's like one cosplay that you that you haven't done that you're like, all right, I, I need to do this eventually. Well, I can definitely say that my dream costume, that if I never do a cosplay again, I would be happy that I did this. It's uh, I don't know if you've ever played Soul Calibur or if you're much of a fan of that series. I want. Siegfried's crystal armor from Soul Calibur 4. That is my dream costume. And, you know, I already look pretty similar to Siegfried, especially when my hair was still blonde. Uh, you know, like that's a, like that is a costume that I want so bad. That is my dream costume. And one day, oh, it, it's, it is a dream of mine. Aside from being a Power Ranger, it is my dream to, I want to play Siegfried in a movie adaptation or a show adaptation, something of Soul Calibur. Like, that would be epic. Because I'm already a swordsman, you know, so I was like, put me in, coach. Tag me, tag me in. <laughs> I, I know what I'm doing. Let me do it. Yeah, I've played the games. <laughs> I, I know but, everything um, about the character. I know more about the character than you do. Yeah, and, uh, and then another costume that... Um, is in the works right now, and I've got a really wonderful story behind this, and it has to do with some stuff that I did in Japan. Um, you know, the reason I picked those three helmets to go behind me today is because those are three of the red suits that I have in progress right now. I have the helmets for all these, obviously, <laughs> and uh, I've got the bodysuit being worked on for all three of them, and uh, you know, the armor and everything is being worked on for that guy right there. So, like, they're in progress. They're about halfway done. But one of those that isn't featured, because I don't have the helmet yet, is Legend Maji Red, the legendary mode of uh, Mystic Force. Oh, that suit's badass. Yeah, yeah. Then there's a 
pretty big reason why I'm doing that costume. So, like I said before, Maju Red was my first ranger suit. It was my first real ranger suit that I wore. You know, I, I don't really count the green ninjetti. That was just my first, uh, you know, I just needed something last minute so I could walk with the Power Rangers in the parade, you know. Um, but my friend AJ let me borrow Maji Red from him. And I had such a wonderful experience in that costume. And it really, you know, had such an impact on me. The original plan was to get my own Maji Red suit. But I decided after my trip to Japan that I was going to upgrade because of how much I have upgraded as a person and with my experiences and the things that I have been through that I, that I felt that I deserved the upgrade to legend mode. When I was in Japan, I had the amazing experience of training under one of my heroes. When I was in Japan, everybody, I trained under Mr. Takai Waseji, who is Mr. Kamen Rider himself. He was the suit actor for every primary Heisei Kamen Rider except for Kuga and Hibiki. He was Agito, Ryuki, all the way up to Geo. And he's one of my heroes, and I, I got to train under him while I was in Japan. And he is also the suit actor for Maji Red. So it was another thing, like I mentioned before, how things just always seem to come full circle for me. And, you know, again, such an emotional little experience because my Japan trip was made just as a last minute endeavor because I had gone through something traumatic and I needed something to look forward to. I had no plans. But... While I was there, I ended up getting a message from Keiichi, and he said, hey, tomorrow Takaiwa is having a workshop. If you apply tonight, if you're accepted, you can go train with him tomorrow. So that's what I did. I, I applied. I submitted an application to train under Takaiwa, and I got accepted. I got accepted to train under Takaiwa Seiji at one of his workshops, and it was epic. He was seriously one of the I, I will say this, he is the greatest teacher that I've ever had. And I learned so much. It was amazing. And I and I was and everybody was so surprised that, you know, oh, you know, this this American kid that just showed up, you know, no one's ever seen him before, you know, was that good. You know, I was I was I was really good. <laughs> I will brag about that. But um but yeah, I I trained in Kenjutsu with him, Japanese sword fighting. And I learned advanced action through him. So, like, I got to, you know, do a lot of fighting and tricks and stunts. And I got to, uh, yeah, it was amazing. I, I, I did a spinning back kick and kicked Takaiwa's son in the face. It was epic. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and it was, it was so wonderful. And everybody was so accepting. And it was after that trip, you know, and I trained under Maji Red, you know, and I was like, I... Full circle. He's the suit actor for Maji Red, and that was my first Ranger suit. And I'm like, that's... I've earned it. I After going through everything that I've gone through, that, that Japan trip was the awakening for me where the universe told me, they said, Jim Kelly, you are going to be okay. 
And, you know, I was, so I'm working on getting Legend Maji Red together right now. I, I have the helmet being made by Legendary Props, and uh, the uh, armor is going to be made by Axe Studio. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so excited to get this costume done. You know, it's, and it, it's definitely a heroic and, you know, legendary costume for, you know, I, I guess, you know, for, for triumph, you know, and to just kind of remind me of, remind me of where I started and how far I've come, you know, and I, I feel like a lot of people need those kind of, uh, need those kind of, uh, reminders more often. And a lot of people won't allow themselves to have those reminders. A lot of people won't allow themselves to be happy with how far they've come and, you know, boast to themselves, you know, talk themselves up, which I feel like a lot more people need to do. You know, some people might call you egotistical and whatnot, but, you know, no one knows you better than you. I can agree with that. It, it sounds like what you're doing is uh, the, the lyrics from the Digimon Season 4 opening, looking to the <laughs> past to head towards the future. To reclaim the digital world. Right? Is that how it goes? I think so. I, I, think so. I, I watched it last night. I should remember, but I don't. <laughs> I was half asleep. But uh, speaking of the future, what does the future hold for Jim Kelly? Well, the future for me, um, not much right now because, you know, COVID. But, uh, but um, what I'm working on right now is uh, – I'm working on, this is my old bedroom. I'm working into turning this into my studio space. So I got my computer here. Um, I'm going to move my keyboard over here, but um, there's not a lot of space for me to kind of play it back there. I'm going to move that over to this area, move some of my instruments in here. Um, I have uh, these two display cases over here. I'm going to put a love seat in between those two display cases. That's going to be my YouTube setup. So I'm going to start making YouTube videos regularly. YouTube.com backslash JimKTV, my friends. Subscribe. Um, and uh, I'm really working on uh, I'm working on being able to create my own content. I'm working on being a content creator. I've already you know, gotten started on TikTok uh, since TikTok's pretty easy. Um, I've, uh, I've done a couple of cosplay-related videos for... YouTube, primarily, uh, primarily reviews on costumes. But um, the, my most recent one, I did an unboxing and review of Riasol Red right there, and uh, it was uh, repurposed for use on Aniki Cosplay's social medias. Um, so I guess that means it was good. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm working on more modeling content. I'm trying to branch away from cosplay. Um, not like, Oh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm done with cosplay, but more like I want to be known for more. And I've, uh, I've been working on that pretty good. You know, I've, I've got acting roles under my belt. Uh, not too many at the moment because, you know, we're all in quarantine, but, um, I still do the, I can still do the voice acting from home. So, you know, that's, that's fun. But, um, yeah, I got, I got a movie that I'm shooting in June actually. So I'll be flying, um, uh, to, uh, Pennsylvania to be in a movie. It's a Stephen King film, and I'm very excited about it. It's not like a big giant production, like you know, it's going to be in a movie theater or anything. But it's a, you know, the the King's name is attached to it, so I'm very excited for that. And um, you know, the in the future for Jim Kelly, hopefully, hopefully I achieve more of my dreams. I've already achieved so much, and you know, I get new dreams every day, and I feel like that's how everybody should be. 
you get new dreams every day. Work towards, you know, work towards the next thing. Just keep it going. Keep your eyes set on the future. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't ignore the past. Don't be one of those people that just, uh, you know, is like, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Um, or it's like, nope, that never happened. But, you know, look to your past, head to the future, take those lessons with you. And, uh, you know, I guess since we're on the, uh, Ranger experience, I might as well share the three things that Power Rangers taught me and what helps me in life. Number one, never give up. Never give up. Number two, we each create our own destiny. Number three, anything is possible. Power Rangers taught me those three things, and that is how I live my life. And that's, with those three things in mind. And that's an extremely great way to live your life. And it's great that Power Rangers taught, it's taught many people that. And for people to just say, oh, it's a kid's show, you're, you're wrong. It's, it's so much more to a lot of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it, it's kind of crazy how stock footage from a Japanese kid's show made to sell toys repurposed in America made to sell toys. Mm-hmm has honestly had such an amazing impact on pop culture and on people's lives in general. You know, it's like my, my dream, I want to be a Power Ranger. You know, that is my dream. I want to be a Power Ranger on TV. And, you know, even if it never happens, you know, it, that's okay. But that's my dream. You know, I want to work towards that and I want to always have that in mind. That's one of the reasons I love cosplaying Rangers is because, you know, even though I'm not playing one on TV, I'm bringing them to life, IRL. And a lot, a few of the ranger actors that I'm actually pretty good friends with, that they appreciate that so much about the cosplayers is that they're so much more passionate and they care so much more about these characters than honestly the actors do. Mm -hmm. And, um, but yeah, and that's, uh, you know, my, what my, my dream is to be a power ranger and I want to be able to inspire the next generation of heroes, just like I was inspired, just like you were inspired, just like all of us were inspired, you know? And so we're, uh. We're working towards it, and we're getting to a point where more and more fans are actually becoming Power Rangers. You know, we've we've seen it a couple of times. Most notably, the Sudarso brothers. Um, I also know that uh, the Red Ranger from uh, Jungle Fury. I know that he was he's he's a Sentai fan, and that's you know, that's cool. And then he's actually he actually went to do some work on future Power Rangers episodes, like behind the camera. And so, you know, it's where it's a great time to be a Ranger fan right now. I, I definitely think so. I, would I think agree. I think we are living in the perfect time to be a Ranger fan, for sure. Oh yeah, most definitely, because now we're at the age where people who were uh, kids watching the show now they're Rangers, like you said, the Sidarso brothers. Yeah, let me tell you something that blew my mind. Jacqueline Sislowski, uh, Z- what it was Zoe in, in Beast Morphers? She was born May fifteenth in the year two thousand. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. That that made yep. me feel old. So, like. People that grew up on the show are now in the show, and it's just incredible. So I, I could see you being the Ryu Soul Red Ranger. I mean, you know, Hasbro, get back to me. Still waiting on that email. <laughs> Hasbro, if you're watching this, I doubt you are. You don't know who I am. Oh, you'd Aww. be surprised. You would be surprised who sees who sees us, man. Like, I've, I've had people in higher-up places uh, that I've met, and they're like, hey, I know you. Yeah, I've seen you. And uh, it's like, yeah, I know who you are. And I was like, really? (laughs) 
But like, you know, they pay attention, but you never know, man. You never know. Dude, it's That's crazy the... getting recognized by people like out in public or at conventions. Like when they recognize you, like, what? You you know who I am? Me? Yeah. Like, it's crazy, but it's an incredible experience. But... Yeah, uh, somewhere I've got a I've got an autographed picture by uh, by Mr. Peter Sudarso of uh, that he actually signed of a. This is a gift from my friend Jose Jose Hernandez Photography. Go follow him. Excellent photographer. Um, we did a photo shoot at Ranger Stop in 2018, and it was me and my uh, my Ninja Steel Blue costume, and we did a photo shoot that night. Then the next morning, he went to Walmart. He got uh, he got them printed, and then he showed up. You know, uh, came over to me and he presented me with a gift. It was a printed out laminated uh, picture of me, and he got it signed by Peter. And, uh, uh, and Peter was using my helmet at the time. I was, he was, he had my helmet at his table. He was using it for photo ops and whatnot. And, you know, he signed a message to me about, you know, letting, about, you know, letting me use his helmet and whatnot. And so that was a wonderful gift. And, um, so I've, I'm, I'm hoping to get some more, uh, Rangers, uh, to start selling prints of my, with my face on them. You can actually buy one for Mr. Dwayne Cameron of me and my Mercury Ranger. He sells prints with me on them. So he does hang me up in your room. <laughs> Go buy one now. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's, it's not even just, you know, me it's, uh, you know, which, which that's what I like about, you know, I'll use this as an example again, cause it's all I have near me. But, um, those, uh, the, those pictures that I really like that I want to start selling as prints, you know, most of the time I don't, I, I feel like I don't want to sell the cosplay stuff as you know as, oh this is jim kelly in the costume i want to sell them as kind of art pieces for the ranger itself so that people can hang it up and you know even uh have them uh, signed by the actors that's one thing i plan to do with some stuff that i'm working on with uh with mr in space red back there um, since i'm good friends with with mr christopher Cayman lee uh i want to do some photos that um he's already got some amazing prints that he sells on his own but i want to start um doing some prints where if I have a table at like the same convention as him, I could be like, Hey, if you buy this print, you know, uh, you can go get yourself a free autograph by, uh, by, by, by Mr. Christopher Cayman Lee. Hey Chris, let's talk about that. I'll message you. Cause I'm not just going to send people demanding free autographs, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Imagine you like doing a photo, like you facing the camera from behind and you have like put the, the blonde streaks in your hair, just hold the uh, helmet at the suit on. You can't tell the difference. Yeah, hey, that's a great idea. I'm going to steal that, and you're not going to make any money from it. I'm just kidding. That, that's <laughs> fine. I don't make any money anyways. It's all good. Hey, that is that is the life of the struggling creator. Mm. None of us are making money. Not at all. So, we say we are. <laughs> so if you want to support us, you know, help us out. Subscribe, like, comment. I don't know. Do all of these social medias. Go help us out. Yeah, you know, sub subscribe to the Power Rangers guy. OnlyFans uploads the finest Power Rangers lewds. <laughs> you know, if I had the body for it, I might. I, I'm not a. I might. <laughs> Got to get that bread somehow. Dude, that would be the. Now that is how. That's how you properly do the JDF helmet in front of your crotch. <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> oh my god. Now, now, now you're gonna end up taking that picture. Maybe, one day. Listen, listen. We'll get to the. We'll we'll get to the point where. I don't have to worry too much about my career where I can take pictures like that. <laughs>
Oh, I can just imagine just selling them at conventions. Yeah, this is me. Like, what is this? It's me yeah. with, a, that, with my, a helmet with only just just only a helmet. Got my got my black book. Got a curtain. Pull it back. Here, everybody. This is a this is the eighteen plus cosplay print section. <laughs> oh my god! It's like it's a blockbuster, you know. <laughs> it's like what's behind the curtain? Stuff for mom and dad. All right. Man, those eighteen plus uh, uh, booths or art art galleries at conventions—they're crazy. I remember went to one at a NecoCon in Hampton, and like the stuff they had in there, I was like, "Alrighty then." Just weird. Dude, I made the I made the colossal mistake of going into the eighteen plus dealers room at a furry convention. <laughs> I can. Just I want to. I I I want to uh, respect. Uh, respect the uh the host and the listeners by keeping this pg-13 but my goodness everybody i have nothing against furries i had a wonderful time at that furry convention the fursuits were super cool but as soon as i entered that dealer's room that 18 plus dealer's room and i saw a giant uh a giant picture a painting of a horseman exposing himself i was uh I was out. I was like, I'm out. Peace. You, you, you guys, you're into what you're into. It's not for me. I'm out. <laughs> now, now, which furry convention did you go to? Did you go to Rain first? No, this is uh, this is in Atlanta. Uh, okay. Furry Week in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I've watched video on Rain first, and like, like they can't even have it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Furry Week in Atlanta was fun. I I do know people that regularly go who aren't even furries because it's just a fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to stay out of that dealer's room if you're uncomfortable with, uh, you know, buckets full of uh, something that belongs to an alligator, which I was thought I'd never see in my life. I'm kind of curious now. I'm sickened, but curious. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. that That's great. That's amazing. It, it And it's been amazing talking to you. Um, Is there anything else you would like to let the fans know before we head on out? Uh, last thing that I want to say is... uh. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing this and uh, probably one of the best interviews that I've done because Christian, when he worked really hard to get everything set up and, you know, he was uh, great with communication and he was very patient. And so I appreciate that so much. Subscribe, subscribe to the Power Rangers guy for sure. Subscribe to my YouTube channel because I'm going to start making stuff and uh, follow my social medias. That's a given. Uh, and, uh, you know, just... Uh, Support your fellow dreamers. That's that's my life motto. Support your fellow dreamers. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and I appreciate the kind words. Um, remember, all the social medias down below, go go to them, all of them. Like, subscribe, whatever. Whatever you need to do on that platform, do it. But we are out. <laughs>